Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Atomizen Show. We are going on to week three of the podcast now, and I'm very excited to bring you guys this episode. This week, I actually have two guests with me, Andrew Best and Jonathan Miller, two good friends of mine from my hometown who are going to discuss many teams through week six of the NFL year so far, a breakdown of the Packers and Bears game, a look into college basketball top 25, and many other topics for you guys today. Andrew, Johnny, how's it going? It's pretty good. Um, hanging in I'm just there. Happy to be here. Glad to hear it. Glad <laughs> to hear it. So I figure we should just start off. We'll go ahead and get into the week six recap that we're gonna do. So the first thing I've got on my list is to look at the Cowboys, and I think the biggest thing from them we gotta look at is they're sitting at five and one right now, and obviously they look great. But what's the biggest Cowboys problem? They've so with all teams, you have to be able to win games at home. You got to win games on the road, and you have to be able to win games where it doesn't seem like you're going to win the game. And that's what the Cowboys have done so far. Uh, first time in ten years, I've really been confident about them the, against the Patriots. They really shouldn't have won. Dak had two turnovers. Clock management is terrible, which is what I'm going to get into with what I think their biggest problem is going to be, which is Mike McCarthy. He's had a clock management problem dating all the way back to Green Bay. I remember reading an article in 2017 about how poor he is with clock management and challenges. He was 0 for 3 on challenges so far this season. And I think if this team does make the playoffs, which I have them making the playoffs, Mike McCarthy will be the downfall again. So what do y'all think? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm looking at the uh... – the NFC East standings right now. I mean, they're definitely running away with it. I mean, Washington and um, sorry, hold on. Washington and the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles and the New York Football Giants. Well, yeah, I'm talking about. There's another team that's two and four. Uh, the Eagles are two and four. So I mean, they're pretty much. I've got the NFC East. Um, yeah, Washington. I'd say. I'd say. Uh, I mean, their defense is definitely much improved from last year, but I still. I just I don't know if it's a, a scribble defense that's going to be able to you know yeah, hold I, up against. I, I really didn't understand the releasing of Jalen Smith much that he actually got signed by the Packers, so I'm pretty yeah. happy about it. But I still don't understand yeah. that release. When that, For me, the, the Cowboys, go ahead. Sorry, the Cowboys' schedule for the rest of the season. I mean. The next three weeks, they're up against Minnesota, Denver, and Atlanta. And, I mean, Denver three is really falling apart. And then Minnesota, after the Minnesota actually looks pretty good uh, this week. They almost blew it against the Panthers. Atlanta, <clears throat> you know, dumpster fire. But, I mean, it, their games, I mean, then they play, you know, Washington twice, New York. The big thing for uh, them Philly. is to end the season, their final five weeks of the season, they play Washington twice, the Giants once, and the Eagles once. Right. That's four out of five wins. The other one's the Cardinals, and that'll. Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys are setting up really well to get, you know, the one or two seed in the NFC. Yeah, they're sitting pretty. They're going to win the NFC East, but the bigger question is, are they a Super Bowl contender? And I don't think so. Five and one is pretty and all, but have they beaten anybody good? Not really. Well, Their schedule is well, pretty lackluster so far. I mean. And this- are they built for the playoffs? Mike McCarthy, eh, he's had a long history of losing the playoffs. So I don't like the Cowboys. Well, a very long history. The the five and one start thing is giving me PTSD because I mean the Bears started off five and one last year, yeah. <laughs> and then they just they just completely collapsed. I mean, obviously this Cowboys team is definitely better than last year's Bears team, but I mean it's still it's the same worry, same concern. The Cowboys are approximately the eleventh best team in the NFL in my approximation. I'd give a, I'd give I don't think a they're a top ten team. Uh, no, nah, I'd probably I'd have to put them in the top ten. But there's so many other oh, good yeah. teams: Cardinals, Bucks, Rams, Packers, yeah. Cowboys. Yeah. I just don't see it. I think people overhype them because they're the Cowboys, the big bad Cowboys. But they're the same and old Cowboys that are losing the playoffs. I think I there's mean. plenty of teams sitting with three wins that could beat the Cowboys on any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any given Sunday. Yeah. Any yeah. given Sunday. Yeah, Diggs is going to be the absolute game changer for him. You already know Diggs is yeah. going to come up another big way. He's going to come back to earth, though. I feel like he's not going to get a pick every game. The rest yeah, of the no. I mean, oh yeah, there's no still, way. Though, he's still playing at a ridiculously high level. He's the first guy since '68 to have seven picks through six games. 
Did y'all know that he was yeah. Stefan Diggs' brother? I didn't find that out. Yeah, yeah. I didn't find that out. Like at Bama was like, you know what, Trevon, you're gonna Blake Corner. He went to Alabama. Where'd Stefan Diggs go to college? Um, Maryland. Oh, oh interesting. Stuff, I didn't know that one. Uh, okay. I like so Stefan I... Diggs. I'm a fantasy team. So, yeah, we, I don't think any of us have the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl, do we? No. no. Cowgirls. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's go on. Let's look at the Panthers and Broncos. Both teams started three and zero. Now they're both obviously three and three. We could start with the Panthers first. They were down. I, when I was looking, I looked at the game, and it was at the beginning of the fourth. They were down twenty-eight to fourteen. I was like, okay, this game's yeah. over. Turn it back on with thirty seconds left, and the game's tied. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was watching. I caught the end of that game after because I just turned off the Bears game. There's like three minutes, and I was like, I'm not watching that anymore. But um, yeah, I turned on the Panthers game, and Robbie Anderson, <laughs> like, he, how many drops did he have that game? It was ridiculous. way too many, and it was the same. Like DJ Moore, it was bad. Mm-hmm. It definitely was not as bad as Robbie Anderson. Like I, like to the best I really, he'll bounce back. I don't understand. Well, that was their Panthers so far this season. They the big Robbie Anderson started. Guy. They started off 3-0, but it was against easy teams two out of three of the games. They're 28 yeah. for 80 on third downs. They're minus four oh on the gosh. turnover battle. They got Sorry. they were plus two on the Vikings for turnovers, and they're still minus four on the turnover yeah. battle. That 28 so, for 80 number, that, that you can't me. And with drops, because majority of time, third down is a passing down. Most of the, It's yeah, not yeah. a third and one. More of the time, it's third and three or longer, and it's a passing down. Yeah, and like like Robbie Anderson, more and more can't be dropping those balls. Yeah, when when you get yourself in like those third and long situations, that's just not a recipe for good offense. I mean, I know because the Bears do it every every Sunday, so it's just <laughs> you know it just doesn't work. Yeah, no, getting yourself into too many third downs is a problem, and that's what <laughs> that's basically the biggest problem yeah. for all teams is third down conversions. Yeah, Panthers signed Amir Abdullah. How about that? Oh, yeah. Forgot about old Amir Abdullah. <laughs> yeah, Abdullah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gilmore, Gilmore hasn't really stepped up so far yet. Yeah. Gilmore? Yeah, Gilmore, who just got traded. Oh, did he play last week? Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure he suited up last week. Huh. Uh, uh, that was a band, too. I swear it? I heard it. I swear I heard his uh, name. That's got to be Cap. I, I, he still, he wasn't. No, he, he didn't play. He didn't play. He said yeah. he's just easing back into practice. Yeah, I just yeah. saw that whenever he's ready. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, going be on. fine. The Panthers, they're going to make a run this year. Yeah, I think the Panthers are going to Sam with, Darnold, I like the bright future. Yeah, I like the Panthers. I yeah. love Matt Rule. Matt Rule's a great coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then going on, I think Broncos are in the same boat as them. Broncos had three, the <sighs> worst three teams in the NFL to play to start off. Now they're three and three. The they're without Judy. Oh, it's not. Dude. They're twenty-two for seventy-seven on third down. I'm a big the fan Broncos, of the Broncos. The Broncos, I was, I was, I mean, I still am pretty high on them, but I was so high on the Broncos and Washington. Before the I was season, their defenses, their defenses let us down. I know. Well, it's like well, the Broncos secondary. Is yeah. I'm probably the best in the league, in my yeah. opinion. You think? I mean, at least I thought they were going to be before the season. I mean, it's one Patrick of the best. Tan, Justin Simmons, Kyle Fuller, Bryce Callahan. Like, I, I really thought I was like, okay, the Broncos are going to be very good. And I, I mean, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is an experienced quarterback. You know, I figured, you know, with the defense to carry him, you know, he doesn't make too many mistakes on offense. I thought that they would be, um, it's like the 2018 Bears, kind of similar, just a great defense, mediocre offense. I thought they'd be able to. Win some games, but their schedule he does have the best secondary in the NFL. I was actually just thinking about that. Maybe the problem with the Bucks is they're injured right now. But if they had their starting two back, yeah, yeah, probably the Bucks are just the best mm. in the NFL out of yeah. every yeah. position if they're healthy. Yeah. How did that happen? They were so mediocre. I don't understand. It happened in a year. It's ridiculous. Like it happened out of yeah, nowhere. It's, back. I I know, it's like, like yeah, I was like, I just like stepped up and got like cracked, and it's like, bro, 
Nah, it's going to come back to that because you could sell yourself out. Like, look at the Saints this year. It'll be the Packers after this year. Packers are going to be $120 million in debt after this year. Saints were $100 million in debt this year. And granted, Saints have had a couple good wins, but they're not going to go places this year because they sold out. And that's what's going to catch up with the Bucks. They sold out five years from now. They're not going to have money. Can we agree that Brady is definitely cheating? Brady. Come on. You can't he's say cheating. he's cheating, but it's size. I mean, it's still, I mean, yeah, it's absolutely. I just don't like Brady. I'm not saying he is no cheating, but he's not not cheating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brady's just a bigger mind than everybody else. Yeah. Not playing another Brady cheating. Who has the smallest <laughs> mind in the NFL? Brady has the biggest mind. Probably a defensive lineman somewhere, but they're all brilliant. They all have they all have to have IQ to play in the NFL. That's true. And they did make it to the NFL. All right, uh, huh. Miami versus Jacksonville, which was in that London. Game. Now are both teams are one and five. Yeah, ahead, John. That okay. That was like watching that. It was awful. Like the Jaguars. They had it with like thirty or forty. It was like a minute actually, and they had it at like um, Miami's like forty-five or something like that or forty, and they just they go backwards like three straight plays in a row, like a penalty, a sack, like another sack, and it was it was it's just like they literally had it in them. I mean, they still won obviously, but yeah. they should have ended that like. No, it shows inexperience and just not yeah, exactly. being gelled together, really. But Jags yeah, so finally ended their 20-game losing streak. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, because it's just like, you know, I mean, the team, obviously, they're inexperienced with each other. They don't, they don't, you know, they're just not used to playing with each other. And you have a rookie quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it's just not. I just especially, don't. Especially Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer's I don't know. Go. He's, like, <laughs> I just... I don't like if they didn't win that game. I mean, would he be fired right now? I mean, uh, you know, I just I don't right, know. Right, it would be close. I was saying if they go zero and six, week six, would be his week. No, but I don't even like London games as a whole. I really don't like all NFL players talked about them. London games, you literally don't go home after your week prior game. Like if you have an away game the week before London game, you pack for the London game, and then you're yeah. gone for a week, and everything's I, messed up. London games just aren't, and now they're talking about expanding to Germany, and I'm just like, that's not oh, a good idea. Not good for I the love London games. It's okay. Well, I would love London games. They they just put London games are just shitty games. Like like they no, always are. Why can't they put good it's teams? Cause, it's because it's because like they would make too much money, you know, yeah. by like too many people. Like the London games are like when all you know people are like you know it's Sunday morning, people are at church, they're out doing stuff, and. You know, if you put like, I don't know, like Bucks and like, I don't know, the Chargers yeah. or something, like a good game like that, and you put it like in London, like that early in the morning, like you're, you're just not, they're not, the NFL is not going to make as much money. And on the West Coast, it's like 6 a.m. Like, you know, exactly. They'll be on the West, they're not going to put the 49ers or the Cardinals. Exactly. There, you know? Yeah. So but, it's just, yeah. Oh, and then the thing I don't like about the London games is the fantasy implications because. You know, you gotta set your lineup before nine a.m. and then you forget to yeah. do it, and then every game yeah, that's that's really annoying. That is pretty you know, annoying. You yeah. miss your that's lineup. a good point. That's a, that's a good the point. The fantasy yeah. lineups are pretty. But Jacksonville, Although, just as a whole for the game, Jacksonville should not have won the game. They lost the time of possession. They went three for yeah. twelve on third downs. Yeah. To Miami's nine for seventeen. They had more per- turn, yeah. more penalties. The turnover battle was even. It speaks good for the Jags, but it speaks even worse for where Miami is going. They don't have a first round pick this year. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about Tua? I think it's really interesting. I, I feel so, I feel so bad for him. I feel terrible for him. Really? But have you seen all this stuff around Watson these last two yeah. days? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys like, think about that? I. It's crazy. It's, I don't know. Cause it's. I just don't understand. Like. I don't know. Like the, his whole like just a legal situation and just everything. It's just a mess that I just would not want to deal with. You uh, know what I mean? I think like Watson. Watson is a great quarterback, but I don't know. All these rumors just show how the front office of Miami has given up on Tua already. Yep. Yeah. You know? It's amazing to me how yeah. quick they gave up. And it, the only reason they have, I feel like, is because of the way they handled the Ryan Fitzpatrick situation. During yeah. that situation, they lost the locker room. 
Yeah. And they know they you, didn't have a chance of getting it back. Yeah. You guys think I mean, two is good though? Because he hasn't. No, I think like, he's, to be I fair, he has, has not played. Really not, he, I've seen some of the throws he's made. He is a good. He has talent. Yeah, he's not bad. It's Man, just he he's got to be in the right situation with the right coach. Yeah. Same well, I don't understand. Like, I don't know what. Go ahead. I just like he has like you know him and Jalen Waddle. Like you know, played together on Bama, and that's just such a connection. I like, like you see it on like you know with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Like I, I don't know. I wouldn't want to give up that quarterback wide receiver duo that I feel like could be something really special if they just. I mean, like Tua, they've given Tua like no time. I don't know. Yeah, no, I it's agree just... with you. It can be very special. All right. Any bet? Any other thoughts on Jacksonville versus Miami? No. No. Good. All right. Last team from our week six wrap up before we get to our Packers Bears breakdown. Oh, it's going to be God. Kansas City, who's sitting at three and three. Okay. I'm yeah. eating my words because I said I'd have them in the Super Bowl. They did not look good oh, in the wow. first half against Washington. Yeah. Uh, like the Tyreek Hill, I don't know. Like he's had, he has a lot of great moments. Like he's had some great games this year. But he's also. I don't know. He he has a drop problem. I don't know. He's dropping the ball just a lot. Like I don't know. A lot of Mahomes' like interceptions are just like passes that hit right off. Like there's two interceptions that hit off. You know, right off Tyree Kill's hands and a couple other wide receivers. And like I feel like Patrick Mahomes' interceptions are not really his fault. Some of them are, but I would say a lot of them aren't. Yeah, I would agree with you. Current for so the interceptions they're minus eight in the turnover battle. They have fourteen total turnovers this year, which leads the NFL by two over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, not pretty. And uh, it's just, teams keep double teaming Tyreek Hill. They're making as much as like Ty, Travis Kelsey is a problem, but the thing at the end of the day, he's still tied in. He's still gonna have to block for half of the plays. You. Tyre or uh, Kelsey cannot destroy your team if it's just Kelsey, but yeah. Hill by himself, Hill and Mahomes can destroy you. Yeah. What well, I mean, I think like the Chiefs. I don't know. I feel like if if one of those three gets injured, like they're done. In my opinion, because like if yeah. if Kelsey goes down, like the defense can just key in on Hill, and if Hill goes down, I mean. Kelsey, like you said, I mean, he's definitely a threat, but uh, like he's definitely not as much as a threat as Hill. And if Mahomes goes down, like it's over. Like, uh, who's the backup in Kansas City? Isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's still Chase Daniels, or did they get rid of? Who was the Kansas City QB who came in in the playoffs gotcha. last year when Mahomes got that concussion, or it looked like he had one? Oh, Chad Heaney. Chad. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, Chad. No, he's been there forever. Yeah. So no. The, yeah. If if one of those three goes down, in my opinion, it, like injury wise, it, it's over. No, they need to because they let go of Emmanuel Sanders in the offseason, and obviously he went to the, the Bills. Yeah. And they need someone back to film for him, and I'm hoping Gordon can do it when he starts getting more reps and is able to play more. Yeah. But they yeah. they have to take the double team off Tyree Hill, or else they're never going to get efficient. Yeah. yeah. There's only one logical explanation for what's going on in Kansas City. Oh, and yeah. That what's is, that? It's the Madden curse, Adam. That's oh, the only uh, explanation. Yeah, that's a good it's point. I thought, I thought it Brady is, broke that curse. To him. I thought Brady broke that curse. No, well, well, that's just Tom Brady being Tom Brady. That's just Tom yeah. Brady. Oh, Brady's a man. Things. Yeah, he's a man. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I understand. It's well, shame for the Chiefs. I still think they'll bounce back. It's a long season. November and December are where teams are made. Yeah. So, Absolutely. All right, on to the fun part. Oh, I've Packers got to say about this. at Bears. You know what, jo- Johnny? I'll let you start. Yeah, and I'll. It's just I'm. I don't know. It's just like I like the, the week going into it. Like you know, Monday through Saturday, even Sunday morning. You know, I was like, like well, you know, we're gonna lose. Like you know, there's. Just not, it's not likely, you know, we have a rookie quarterback. Like, our defense is playing great. But every day that I get closer to the game, I always, I always get my hopes up. <laughs> and it's like that first, like, half of the first quarter, like, we stop you guys on defense, you guys punt, we drive down the field, we get a good TD. Khalil Herbert looks good, Justin Fields looks good. 
and I, we score, and I'm like, this is the this is the day, this is the one, and then Justin Fields. That okay, you have to agree though that your defensive lineman he was in the neutral zone. That anyway, but yeah, Justin Fields throws that interception, and I that's I mean it's just a rookie mistake. I mean I understand you know Justin Fields thought he had a free play, um, so he just he just chucked it up, and you know terrible interception and yeah, I mean, that was really the turning point, point. yeah i mean if, if he doesn't throw an interception i think it's still a closer game i mean you guys still probably win but i think it's definitely more interesting in a closer game and it's just like it's frustrating because there's another play where um we we was a false start on offense on like i think it was like a critical third down or something and um justin fields he tries to call a timeout the refs don't hear him or something like that and matt Nagy just like sits on the sideline just like doing nothing like Matt Nagy totally could have like called that timeout. And it's just like things like that where like Matt Nagy is just like not paying attention or he's just not, I don't, I really don't know. I can't explain my hate for Matt Nagy. Like, it's just, he is just so incompetent and I don't like the 2018, like that's, that's why he's still here is because it's like 2018. Yeah. Like that bears run. We were like 12 and four and then we, you know, we should have beaten the Eagles, but and in, in, in 2018, I mean, he wasn't even, like, he was just carried by that great defense. Yeah, that defense and, was elite. Yeah, and the, you know, especially, like, before the season, before, like, Colmack, right before the season, like, when he got, like, traded to us. Like, I feel like that energy and that excitement really, like, just boosted us for the season. And then we had, you know, we've had two or th- more, like, abysmal seasons, and it's just, like, where is the point where you're going to fire Mad Nagy? Like, I don't understand. Like, surely he's done enough to get fired. Oh no, you should I, mean, I would think. Definitely has done enough. Since I heard him say it during the game on uh Sunday. And it was Matt Nagy gave up play calling three games ago. And before last game, he was they were two and oh since he gave up play calling. Yeah, I know. And they actually yeah. looked good. I know. It's, I'm I've it's, been shocked that Matt Nagy yeah. stayed there as long as he has. Yeah. He is not other than the one twenty eighteen season, like you said. He has yeah. not been all that. He's not been special. It's not like yeah. he's doing anything like Sean McVay, Matt Fuller, Kyle Shanahan are doing. He's not the young talent that's yeah. coming up. Well, and he was he was hired because he, you know, he was from Kansas City, and Kansas City, you know, has a great offense. You know, and the yep. Bears, their whole thing, their whole the whole franchise, every year, it's been about good defense, you know, average offense. And, you know, they brought him in to change that, you know, stereotype and, you know, get, a, a, you know, just a – well-oiled machine-like yeah. offense, and they just ha- haven't had that. They just like haven't. Even 2018, that offense was average at best, and the offense has been awful ever since. So he's just not doing what they hired him to do. And I'd like the McCaskies, like the owners of the Bears, are just terrible. And yeah, Ted Phillips, not, yeah. like the um, one of the directors in the organization, hey, at is least terrible. you have an owner, Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace, it's I, uh, I can't decide if I like Ryan Pace or not because he has done some good things, but he's also done some terrible things. So I just I don't know that the Bears are just they're just yeah. I don't even and know. And Aaron Rodgers has been owning you guys the whole yeah, time. That, that, that yeah, that was nice on the cake because I was like, that oh, was like, can, I was like, if we can just hold him to a field goal, like we can go down and score. And, and then he does. The I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I think it was seven. It was seventeen fourteen. And I was like, okay, if you guys score a field goal, like that's yeah. fine. And then I was, I was, I saw him on the run. I was like, oh, perfect. And he did, he did that little pump fake thing, and he got what was it, Alec Ogletree, or it was, yeah, I think it was him or like Robert Quinn or something. Yeah. And he got him with the pump fake, and then he just strolls in for the touchdown. And I was like, <laughs> I was so mad. Unfortunately, it. hit him with the belt. Yeah, I just, oh my gosh. Andrew, how did you think the game went? Well. I just think that Matt Nagy was the worst coach in the NFL. It's embarrassing that they still haven't fired him, quite frankly. And the Bears just are going to be the Bears. And Jonathan, I'm sorry, but if you expect anything different, then it's just, you're an adult like. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a while. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, a maybe never. Bears are just the Bears. Do you guys think Aaron Rodgers is staying after this year? No, absolutely not. No, I know you're praying. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely not. There's no Andrew? He posted he posted on his Instagram story with Devontae Adams one last dance. If that doesn't mean I'm leaving. But he said after the last does. game, he said they were like, Do you think this will be your last time playing at Chicago? And he said, No, I don't think it will be. Yeah, because he's gonna go somewhere else and play us. It'll be fine. I'm tired Andrew, of this Aaron Rodgers guy. He just wants attention. <laughs> Get over himself. Oh, he just wants attention. Him, okay, so. okay. He does. He's I, saying that when they're in the playoffs him. and there's aren't. Yeah. And then the, Losing and the, the NFC Bears are going to go on. The Bears are going to go on and lose. Uh, to, at I mean, least we we're going to make it to the NFC Championship. That yeah, that's that is a good point. But <laughs> like the Bears, it's not all bad though because it's like Justin Fields is getting better every week, and Clo- like the rookie, I like this. Just he's getting better. Justin Herbert's every great. Week. He great in the pocket, great outside the pocket. He's got a great arm, and I think out of all the quarterbacks, he's other than Mac Jones. I really like Mac Jones. Like, he's my favorite. I think he could be great. Yeah, Fields, yeah. I mean, he's definitely – he's just got a – those rookie mistakes. Those two – well, there was a first interception that he thought he had a free play, and there was a second interception where I – like, <laughs> I don't know what the – I don't know what the hell that was. But, um, yeah, so he's just – yeah. Not pretty. He's got some learning to do, but he's getting better control of the offense every week. And I think I think by the end of the season, like, obviously – well, I'm, I'm going to – I have a bold take. I You know – it's let, let me let me pull up the Bears schedule real quick because the oh, NFC teams geez. that are above the Bears, like because there, there's seven teams going to the playoffs this year, yep. and like yeah, we play at Tampa next week, and that's a no. But hosting San Francisco, we can win that pretty easily. At Pittsburgh, we can win that. Mm-hmm. Hosting Baltimore, nope. Mm-hmm. At Detroit, dub. Hosting Arizona, mm-hmm. no. At Green Bay, we can win that because Justin Fields might be kind of cracked by mm-hmm. at Green Bay. Minnesota. At Green yeah, Green. at Green Bay, that's free. And then mm-hmm. at versus Minnesota. That uh, Minnesota, we always beat Minnesota. That's easy. Seattle, yeah. easy dub. What? Geno Smith is there. Minnesota's gonna be the one competing for Minnesota. the North with the Packers. No, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. The Bears, the Bears could easily sneak into the playoffs this year. They're probably yeah, in the seventh I, I seed. Oh, they might the seventh win seed, out. But they could, yeah. All right, we're moving on from this topic. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's go to topic three. We're gonna go to the top twenty-five. So at the moment, the preseason top twenty-five for the NCAA men's basketball. No, college basketball. Yeah. yeah. At one's Gonzaga, two UCLA, three Kansas, four Nova, five Texas. So that's our top five. We got eleven new teams, a part of the poll compared to the final poll of last season, and yeah. a rematch of the Final Four game, UCLA versus Gonzaga, on November twenty third in Vegas. What are yeah. your guys' thoughts about the top twenty five that recently? Came okay, out? so I'm, all right. I guess I can. I can. I have five teams that are underrated and overrated. If you. Well, if you guys oh yeah, that, I, I see. Know. I see what you got on here. Okay, well, it's. I just I don't know. I'll start off with my five teams that are underrated. So obviously Purdue is a great one because they oh. you know they have they're bringing back all their starters with experience and Jaden Ivy just got better every game last year and you know he's averaging double digits by the end of the season as a freshman. I think he's going to be great. Um, Trevion Williams, um, probably the best center in the Big Ten. Um, he's averaging like 16 points per game last year and like seven rebounds. He's going to do that again, or if not better. Um, they just have a very stellar front court, especially with Zach Eady, you know, who's a freshman. He's like seven, four or something like that. And he was averaging, you know, double digits by the end of the last season. And then he went to the Canada U19 team on the Olympics and absolutely killed it there. So he's just been getting better. So uh, Purdue is definitely, I think a top five team. Um, and then Alabama, I think, is looks really good. Um, Javon Quinterly and Jaden Shackleford are both um, great in the backcourt. Both I great love scorers. Alabama. They were one of the best three pointer team, uh, yeah. three point shooting teams in the country last season. I had them winning it yeah. in one of my brackets last year. I thought Bama yeah. was gonna do great things yeah. in the tournament. Yeah. So I think Bama is gonna come back Died. Uh, stronger. I think they're better than their number fourteen ranking. Um, UNC, this now the logic on this one, it, it's yeah, I don't I'm, know, it's inter- just a I'm interested here. Yeah, that takes just a feeling. It's just a feeling. It's like a team, every other year. Yeah, it's this is this is my one take. They don't even have Roy there anymore. Evidence. This is okay. I just okay. What's Andrew? Is it Hubert Davis? Is that the guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hubert Davis, yeah. AG. Yeah. yeah, so he, you know, he's worked with these players for a couple of years, been learning from the great Roy Williams, you know. And yeah, mm-hmm. they have a couple transfers, so you know mm-hmm. the chemistry 
Excellent transfer, by the way. Yeah, they are. Yeah, Manic is a great uh, big man from Oklahoma. Yeah, shooters score. now, most importantly. Yeah. And I think I think that that was Caleb Love and Armando Baycott. I think that duo is a really good duo. I think they're both good leaders and they're good scorers. And I think UNC is definitely a team that's just slept on just because of how their past two seasons have uh, just been kind of disappointing and you know just not. Uh, but I think I think this year UNC can get back to close to their former uh, self. And I agree. John. Um, I definitely Maryland, think they'll be think, better than last year. Yeah. Maryland, I think, looks good. Um, oh, wait, let me get on the heels real quick. Oh, okay. I got a lot of thoughts on the heels. Um, okay. Let's hear it. Though. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right. Hubert Davis, you know, he's been there for a while. So it's going to be a seamless transition. It's not going to be like other coaches who come in. And it's like a whole new thing. It'll be relatively seamless. But Hubert has been watching, seeing the problems of the last couple of years, and he knows how to fix it. The biggest problem the last couple of years is shooting. The shoot- three-point shooting has been terrible. We play with, like, two big men the last couple of years. And Hubert's going to change that with Brady Manick from Oklahoma, who's a stretch four, who can shoot the lights out, who's going to be playing four. And we're going to be really good next year. Caleb Love is going to take a big step forward, I think. He looked really good in the scrimmage last week. He's going to be an All-American player, in my opinion. Armando Baycott is going to be a really good big man to have. And we're just really deep, a ton of good shooters, ex- youth experience. We're just going to be really good, I think. I really like AGD, Hubert. Okay. So Maryland. Yeah. Oh, Maryland. Maryland. My uh, dad will be happy to hear you talk about Maryland, Johnny. Yeah. I. You know, it's a team that, you know, Mark Turgeon is a great coach. And, that you know, no matter what players he has, he always, uh, you know, seems to come up with a good team. And, you know, Fats Russell from Rhode Island, you know, is a great addition. Um, just scoring-wise, they needed that. And I, Eric Ayala is one of the best guards in the Big Ten, and he's coming back for another season. So I think they're going to have one of the best backcourts in the nation. Uh, Florida State is another team I think is underrated. Um, they have four major players returning, you know, like four starters. And they got the Caleb Mills. Uh, that's the guy who went to ACA, by the way. But um, he was a great scorer um, on Houston uh, last year. And then... You know, that's another addition. There's another score that they're adding to their team. And then Leonard Hamilton, I think, is a great coach who he always seems to make FSU a top 25 team. So those are my underrated five. Um, Jonathan, I have a under- question. Yeah. Going back to Purdue, they're like number seven in the AP pool. How are they underrated? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, oh, you want them higher like than tough. seven? Yes, absolutely. They're definitely better than Michigan. They're better than Texas. You can't they're be underrated if you're seven. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah you can. Yes, you're you top can. ten in the country. Every, everyone, they're easily. <laughs> they're they're top five. They're underrated. That you guys no, they're underrated. John, I think your biases are showing. I'm no, sorry. I hate to break it, they're not. Also, they're, above, people, they're above Baylor, who are the defending champs. Baylor, Granted, Baylor lost a Baylor, couple guys. But they're the defending champs. They're above Duke. Y'all can call Duke trash all Baylor, you want, but Duke Baylor should not be top ten. Baylor Kentucky, top 10. they're above Alabama. They're above Houston. They're above UNC. Let me let me, well, let me talk about let me talk about Baylor for a second. I don't yeah, I don't get the, I don't get this Baylor hype at all. They lose pretty much all of their big scores from last year. The only guy that they bring back that really is a you know a good score is Matthew Meyer. And he has huge expectations. I just don't think he's going to be able to achieve. I mean, they, yeah, they have Adam Flagler, who is pretty good, and James Akinjo. But other than those three, I mean, like, I just I don't understand that they're not going to be anywhere close to the championship team that they were. I mean, maybe lower top 25, like 23 or like 22 or something. But I no, absolutely not. There's no way that they're. All they got to do is get in the tournament. Do we really know how good any of these teams are? Because every year there's a 25. No, it's ridiculous. Because with guessing. the one and done thing now, like, we'll see what it's, happens. It's a whole different roster every year, other than a couple it's, guys who stick around because they can't get a high enough draft pick or whatever. Like, well, even before, yeah, it's just like let's wait and see. I don't know how good Baylor's going to be. We'll find out. I'm I'll that the heels are going to be good. I, I'll give you two more teams that are overrated. You oh, guys okay. are going to call me crazy for this one. But Gonzaga is overrated, that's for sure. Drew Timmy, sure, he's one of the best players in the nation. But other than him, I mean, yeah, they're adding Chet Holgram. But I think Chet Holgram is one of the most overrated prospects maybe in history. Like, I watched him play, like, uh, 
in the Olympics for like the U19 like American team this year and he was getting outshined by pretty much every other player on the US U19 team and like other than Drew Timmy and Chet Holgram like yeah they still have Andrew Nemhard that transfer from Florida but I mean I don't think he's enough to even I don't think they're gonna I don't think they have enough talent to get back to the championship or anywhere near it to be fair I'm guessing your other team is UCLA yep (laughs) (laughs) so UCLA it's like they're I mean they were like yeah, they were pretty good in the regular season last year, and they got to March, and I think that their March run was just a fluke. Like, Johnny Juzang is a great player. Uh, Tiger Campbell is a great player. But I just... No, I agree I with know. you 100%. They were they squeaked in. Weren't they an 11 seed? So they already had to play a play-in game in order to yeah. get in. They yeah. went on one of these magical runs, and it's better. So UCLA already had guys last year who were sophomores, juniors, seniors, not a bunch of one-and-dones who don't have yeah. chemistry. They had guys who had chemistry who were able to go in and win six, five or six games straight, seven games straight, yeah. which it's hard, but with guys who have been playing basketball their whole life who have chemistry together, it's not that hard. But when you lose subs yeah. and you lose – like big pieces of your team, I don't understand how they're still going to be able to get it done. I think they're, I think they'll make the tournament obviously. And they could go on another run again, but I just don't get putting them at two in the preseason poll. That doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah. Well, and I mean, maybe 15, like I would have put them like 12 to 15. I wouldn't put them at two. Yeah. 7.5. Okay. Right above Purdue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> right, right below Purdue. Uh, right below. Right below Purdue. Okay. But um, I mean, they they do add Miles Johnson, who is a great big man from Rutgers. But like, I I mean, it's just it's just not enough to make. Yeah. Because they, I mean, they the whole reason I think they had that Cinderella run is because I mean, no one no one was expecting them to go that far, and now you know they go from you know having to play a playing game to being ranked number two in the country, and it's like uh, they're just not ready for that. And, yeah, um, not, no. The hype is going to be so strong coming into the season. I would not be surprised to see them go like a six and four, seven and three for through their first ten. Yeah, the hype, and, they don't know how to play with that kind of hype. Yeah, yeah. And another team that I think is extremely overhyped is Illinois. I don't. I watch Big Ten basketball probably the most out of like any. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and like Kobe Coburn is a great uh, center. You know he. You know, easily top five, top three in the nation. And Andre Curbelo was a great freshman last year who shined. But other than those two, their supporting cast is like awful. Like Dosumu's gone. Uh, Adam Miller transferred to LSU and he tore his ACL already. Um, you know, it's and Bashanis Vili is another great big, but it's just not good enough. I mean, Andre Curbelo and Kobe Cohen, they're just, there's no way that they are. Um, 11. I mean, they should be in the 20s or unranked. I just don't think that uh, Coburn and Curbelo are going to be ready to carry them. Yeah. And then you got Nova. Yeah. Um, Villanova, this is just kind of another, like, there's not, I don't have a huge reason for it. It's just every year, other than obviously their championship year, but it seems like. Uh, they're they always in the always back. Get... They're always in the mix. They're always yeah, getting a fourth or a sixth seed. They're always there to like the Sweet Sixteen, yeah. Elite Eight, and then get jumped. They are. It's just like I don't know why people are treating them like they're just they're going to be national champs. I mean, the past two seasons they've started off like ranked in like the top five, and then just like yeah, and then plummeted, and then just and it's like they're just gone. yeah. It seems like they're overhyped every year, and like yeah, Colin Gillespie's coming back, but I mean, when was the last time he even played a full season without getting injured? I mean, like, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see Nova doing anything. All right. Andrew, you got anything to add with the top 25? I'm just excited for the Carolina-Purdue game. Should be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That is going to be a good game. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the season. I'm excited for March to come back around. Best time of the year. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. All right. So as you go, oh, actually, I want to go here first. How you guys feeling about Ben Simmons? So a lot of topics has been coming out about him as of late. Embiid has literally given yeah. up on him. The front office has given up. I the GM for the 76ers actually just said this about 
20, 30 minutes ago revolving around Ben Simmons. Uh, this is the president, Daryl Morey. You think I'm kidding. I'm not. This could be four years. Every day we are going to expect them and Ben Simmons to be here, or we're only going to trade him for a difference maker, which I don't know how you're going to get a difference maker for Ben Simmons, especially with the $175 million contract he's on and him faking back spasms and then getting cleared by the trainer and him not caring at practice, wearing sweatpants, having his phone out, not being there mentally. He's just a distraction for the team. And unless he is the number one person on that roster, he's just going to be a distraction and be a nuisance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, like, I feel like Ben Simmons is the kind of NBA player who just likes living the NBA lifestyle and doesn't yes. necessarily, like, love basketball. And I don't know, like, players like that always seem to just... He has to be the star of the attention. He's treating the NBA. The NBA has turned, especially because it is now far more than the NFL and the MLB. It has a social media presence. All the big guys, Donovan Mitchell, LeBron, Anthony Davis, they all have millions of followers. And they all have a voice now. They've all turned into a superstar rather than an athlete and a basketball player. Stuff like that. And while it's good for them to have their voice and be able to use their voice for good things, such as Black Lives Matter or COVID or things like that. COVID is not a good thing. No, I was meaning for people like LeBron James using their platform to promote vaccinations and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Ben Simmons is just acting like a superstar and a diva right now instead of playing basketball, doing what he supposedly loves to do and is great at doing, even though he's a terrible three-point shot. And I've never thought he was that great of a player. Definitely doesn't deserve $175 million over five years. Okay, yeah. The thing with Ben Simmons is really interesting because he is a fantastic basketball player. He's really talented. If you just get over the mental thing and shoot the ball, like not even shoot the ball from three, but like shoot layups. Like, so many times in playoffs, he would just pass the ball out. <laughs> yeah. If he just, like, overcomes the mental thing and becomes, like, a better team player, he, he's, like, a really – he could be a – he's a star player. He's one of the best defenders in the NBA, and, like, any team could use him. But it's just – you can't really trade for him right now with what's going on, and it's tough because the 76ers are going to want a lot for him because of how talented he is. But Yeah, they said they want a difference crazy. maker for him. They think they're going to go out and get a – I don't even know. Well, Ben Simmons is—he's a difference maker. When he, he plays, he is a difference and, maker. But right now, with the diva way he's acting, you're not going to be able to get. Yeah, I mean, it, right it's going to have to be a team that's wanting to also part. It's going to have to be a perfect fit. Yeah, I mean, right now Ben Simmons is a hindrance to the, you know, Seventy Sixers organization, and like it's in terms you know, it's of the same thing, basketball. Uh, the Warriors would be a perfect place. Antonio Brown situation was. Yeah, I agree with you. I just don't know what the yeah. Warriors would try. You can't. You're, they're not going to give up Clay for it, right? Unless, right. yeah, if Clay comes in before the trade deadline and sinks it up, but you still can't give up Clay. You know how upset that's going to make Steph. Right. They've been yeah. waiting yeah. two years, Steph Clay back. Yeah. When, when, when does like, Clay come back? This season, he's back. I thought he was back at the first game. Or he probably he wasn't back though, game one. Yeah. I mean, it's like torn season, apart. So I don't blame him. He'll be back. Uh, okay, so Ben Simmons, yeah, should be traded. And then, so you guys know the NLCS and ALCS is going on. No, yep. Andrew's big baseball fan. I don't know how big a baseball fan you are. Indeed. Uh, a little bit. Braves Dodgers game four tonight, right? Yeah. Game five. Game four. Andrew. Game, Game five. five. Sorry, my yeah. bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Series all tied up at 2 2. No, it's 3 1. Close one, though. <laughs> oh, it's 3 1. My bad. Yeah. yeah. Damn, I'm all wrong. Yeah. Well, it's, so it's yeah. basically. So you think Braves are. And Braves. Yeah, Braves yeah. are going to close well, out. Nice and then. Well, I, yeah. I don't know. Jonathan, how do you feel I about. I saw Astros had seven runs in the ninth. How do I feel about who? I said, how do you feel about the Astros Red Sox series? Because I have some thoughts. I mean, the only thing I can say, I, I just, I hate the Astros. Oh, sorry. I hate them. Like, I do too. <laughs> the fact that their World Series is not, like, stripped 
is oh, ridiculous. it definitely should. Yeah, definitely should have been. And they I really, love how they fans really treat them. Uncovered for cheating, and then they just get to keep their title. Like, what, like what is that? Like, that's I don't know. That makes no sense to me. And it's just like they could totally be. Do- There's so many ways to cheat in baseball, and it's like oh, they could totally yeah. be doing it again. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I'm with you about the Astros, but everybody's forgetting about the Boston Red Sox couple years ago were investigated by MLB for doing the same thing the Astros are doing. Somebody oh, got yeah. fired. Their manager, Alex Cora, who used to work for the Astros, and he was oh. uh, like he was Alex Cora, who's the current manager of the Red Sox, was the head honcho yeah. in their whole cheating scandal. He was the only oh, non player involved. And yeah. then the man the Red Sox hired him to be their manager. He brought over his cheating ways and then the Red Sox got caught. Alex Cora left the Red Sox because of the, because he got caught, and then COVID happened. Everybody forgot about it. The Red Sox brought Cora back, and now they're in the ALCS. It's ridiculous, and nobody cares, yeah. and everybody forgot so, about it. So basically, the Astros and Red Sox are just cheating uh, against each other, pretty much. Sometimes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Astros blew out the game the other day. They, it, was go, it went into the ninth tied, and then seven runs in the ninth. Yeah, Insane. they brought in Nathan Avaldi, which is interesting because he's like one of their best starter, but yeah. it didn't work out for him. Yeah. You guys but... got any college football picks for this year? Oh, I six... got to get my brace well, stuff then. Um... <laughs> Give me your brace stuff. <laughs> all right, yeah. all right. So Let's hear about first of all, the World Series last year it was Mickey Mouse. It doesn't count. All the games were in Texas. Yeah. The COVID. Uh... Like the NLCS, yeah. they played seven games in a row. They weren't rest days. And the Braves last year had two strong pitchers, which gave them a, which gave the Dodgers yeah. an unfair advantage because they had better strong pitching. And when yeah. you have seven games in a row, strong pitching is more important. Anyways, yeah. I think the Braves are gonna re- get revenge this year. Which, if you think in July, it was like no way they were eight games out. Ronald Cunha gets hurt. The series is over or the season's over. But. It's just an incredible turnaround for the Braves, and I'm extremely pleased yeah. with where we are. Yeah, and um, hopeful we yeah. can win tonight yeah. and win the World Series. I'd love to see the Braves win the World Series. And I hate yeah, the team I'd be rooting for. Well, any anyone do? Yeah, I'm so tired of the Dodgers. <laughs> All like actually, the media and the commentators like oh, the Dodgers this, Dodgers that, making excuses, talking about how the Dodgers lost, and nobody cares about the Braves winning. It's just the Dodgers lost, Dodgers yeah. this, Dodgers that. Other, I hate the Astros, but I also hate the Dodgers too. That the Dodgers have the most like Cinderella, like I don't know, just story. Like when they when they walked off on the Cardinals, um, in the wild card. Like I don't know, they it, uh, the Dodgers just I can't. I just I hate them so much. Them and the Astros, they just always get their way, and it's so frustrating. Uh, Andrew, any other talk about the Braves? I don't really like this Cody Bollinger guy, too. I mean, oh, <laughs> not a big yeah. fan of him. Uh, we were texting yeah, about the other night, there. and me and Riley were watching the game, and I was just laughing. Oh, oh, by the way, Craig Kimbrell was a fraud. The White Sox got him from the Cubs. Craig to be, Yeah. They got he was him really the good for the Cubs. Yeah, and then Maybe he, he came to the White Sox, and he folded, and we lost. Thanks a lot, Craig. Just wanted to shout him out real quick. He's going to be free agent this year, right? Uh, I think so. I hope the Braves get him back. That'd be a cool comeback story. Because, you know, he was on the Braves like five years yeah. ago or whatever. Yeah. One of the best closers in baseball. Going to Cooperstown. By the way, I have a question. Yeah. So, you know, in baseball, you know, Albert Pujols is going to Cooperstown, right? In football, um, they're going to go to Canton. You know, Adrian Peterson's in Canton. Where do you go in basketball? Where's LeBron going? No idea. It doesn't make That's any sense. Like, the, the NBA Hall of Fame is in Springfield, Massachusetts, so nobody says yeah. LeBron's going to Springfield. I just looked it up. Like, yeah, Springfield. Why, is, why, why are we expecting free, well, Springfield why like did, that? Did you just want to bring LeBron into this? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's just that's an example. Okay. But, yeah. You know, what? What did Springfield do yeah. to deserve this? Like Cooperstown and Kent are yeah. such a high prestige, and then Springfield is just irrelevant. Yeah, you know, it's a Massachusetts. I mean, yeah, 
All right, let's hear your guys' college football picks. I'm liking this year. I hope personally Cincinnati wins it. I've been liking Cincinnati for the past couple of years. Been wanting them to get a chance, but even though they stumbled against A&M, I think Bama's still going to win it. Yeah. You want to hear my my playoff picks? Yeah, let's hear them, Andrew. All right, ready? Number one? Yeah, I think we can – as it goes without saying, the Georgia football Bulldogs. I mean – As long as they don't stumble – the best defenses in the history of college football is run through the way they play. Number two, Cincinnati. Yes. Um, they're probably not that good, to be honest, but they're not going to go undefeated. No, Cincinnati so, yeah, they deserves the chance. They deserve the chance, 100%. Yeah, but in the American Athletic win. Conference, they're definitely going. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're in the top four right now, and they're not going to lose, so they'll be there. Yeah. All right, the number three, these are things that are interesting. I like the Michigan State Spartans. Interesting. You know, that's yeah, I respect that. If Michigan that, I would that like one to running see back Michigan they have is nice. Back. Yeah, the running back I know. The They're running back I, I watched their opening game against Northwestern and <laughs> the first play of the game he breaks off for like a eighty yard T D and I'm like, Yeah, Michigan State yeah. they've got yeah, it this year. Good this <laughs> they year, look huh? really good, yeah. And then number four, I was bouncing back and forth. I was thinking maybe Wake Forest, maybe NC State, but no, I think Pitt is gonna make it. Yeah. Pitt is really good. Their quarterback is really good. And I know they're Pitt, and they're in the terrible ACC, but they're going to run through everybody. They're, their offense is wait, electric. Wait, wait, wait. Your fourth pick was who? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. So you don't think Bama's going to make it, even though they're sitting at four again? Andrew. <laughs> you think they're going to lose? You think Bama's going to lose again? Andrew. Well, they're going to lose in the SEC championship Andrew. to Georgia, and then Pitt's going to yeah. sneak in. Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew's meme. Andrew's meme. No, I'm not. Pitt. Pitt, 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 Pitt is the best. Andrew, they don't. Andrew, Pitt does not have any. Pitt, like, all the, the best quarterback they have are going to have. The Heisman Trophy winner, Pickett. I forget his first name. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to have. They don't have enough quality wins to Penny get Pickett. in. They're going to win the ACC with one loss. The ACC is a terrible football conference this year. I'm I shocked agree. at how bad Clemson's doing. Yeah. I They're think, gonna have wins against Clemson, North Carolina, yeah. <laughs> whoever they play in the AC Championship. Now my favorite be... is how high everyone was on Carolina and Sam Howell. Yeah, I remember that. Look at so them so about them. We're supposed yeah. to be good, and the frustrating thing is like we were so good last year, and then the ACC so bad this year, and this could have been our year, but we're just back down to being mediocre, mid-table Carolina football. So it is what it is, but yeah, it's. I was so optimistic. I don't know. It's our defense is just terrible, and last year defense was good. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. I think uh, for my picks, I'm gonna go in Georgia one, Cincinnati two, and then I'm gonna throw in Oklahoma three, and then I'm gonna put Michigan at four. I think Michigan beats Ohio State this year. Yeah, yeah Johnny, Michigan I State like though. yours. Yeah. I don't like Michigan State's gonna be Michigan. There. Oh, that's yeah. That's actually oh, that's actually kind of a good point. I didn't think about that. I forgot about Michigan, Michigan State. Dang. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Let me yep. look at. Yep. Let me look at. Mm-hmm. That's kind of true, though. Let me because all these yeah, championship State, games are where it comes down to. Yeah, you know, Michigan There's State. Actually, I might have to agree with Andrew because it's like they play Michigan, and that's yep. definitely yep. a winnable game. For so Michigan it's gonna State. come to for Purdue, Bama to make it. They have to beat Georgia, and then Bama yeah. and Georgia could both make it. Yeah. Right. And Georgia's gonna beat Alabama. Right. And Pitt, by the way, beat Tennessee. Which, a you know, sneaky impressive one. Yeah, yeah, Tennessee's. Yeah, I, Pitt's only yeah. lost was to Western Michigan, like their yeah. third game of the season. And by the yeah. time the cultural playoff comes around, nobody's gonna remember that game. You know, they're gonna be a completely different team. One loss, ACC championship, ACC champion with Pickett, Heisman winner. will be in the playoff. Mark it down. Yeah, we'll yeah. I'm there. just gonna throw Michigan slash Michigan State in that fourth spot. I don't All know right, who's gonna get it? And then what about Pitt? Pitt, Andrew, they're not. Oh, I'm, no even, one's including even if they went out, Even if they went out, they'll be like top 10, but there's no way. There's no way. The, the, one the, I could see Pitt Andrew, ending Andrew, up at like Andrew, five or six. Andrew, the ACC is terrible. Who's going to be? So, ACC the ACC, the no, the also, ACC does the, not. Yeah. The college football playoff committee is, they're biased. Like, oh, it's so terrible. They, so biased. I, yeah, they, they love, they love putting, the SEC. Like, there's no true, way, there's true. no way that they would. Even if Pitt does deserve to be in, they're they're not. There is no way that they would let them. They're going to be in. I had to break it to you. 
Okay, well, we'll, well we can bet on that. Yeah, actually, it might be Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a really good football team. It's going to be between Pitt and Wake Forest, who are probably going to play in the okay. AC Championship. And that AC Championship between Pitt and Wake Forest is probably going to be to get into the playoff. How about that? If Wake makes it to the That would be incredible. <laughs> I would be so that. shocked, I'll tell you that. Wake's good. Wake's good. Wake is good. No, this year is just yeah. completely upside down in college football. A lot of stuff. I know, happening. it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm just happy Cincinnati's getting the respect they deserve, finally. Yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, well, they're going to get into the CFE playoff and get... It's just ridiculous. Like, UCF got to get undefeated and not compete for the national championship. Like, what more are you supposed to do if you win all your games and then you can't compete for the national champion? How are you going to be That's why they have to expand the playoffs. Well, yeah. You also have to just schedule... Harder games, so you can. Uh, schedule, yeah, gotta expand the playoffs at least like eighteen. Years in it would be so much it's better. The amount of money they would teams. bring in. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, they just have. They definitely need to just expand it. I mean, Alabama has an easy schedule pretty much every year, and they always get uh, attention. So. Yeah. They would bring in so much money from extra games. It's ridiculous. They should do like a January Madness, sixty-four teams. <laughs> oh Jesus! They just can't play that many games. Like I get if they did eight, they can play an extra yeah, game eight. or two. But yeah, like even sixteen eight. is a lot. Teams. And sixteen, like none of the ten through sixteen, no one's winning. Eight through sixteen, no one's gonna win at all. There's no yeah. point. In them. Yeah, I disagree. You're sleeping on on the eight to eight best oh, team sleeping. or not best team. You never know. Any given Sunday. That is true. You never know. Any given Sunday, but that's a any given Saturday, Saturday, I should say. But that's a lot of Saturdays (laughs) to get right in a row. Yeah. Any given Saturday. That's true. Okay, so if you guys don't have anything else about college football, I'm gonna go into. uh, Who are your picks for Heisman, real quick? NFL Sunday. Oh, so I got Kenny Pickett. They should have had. Of course, you do. They need to put David Bell in that conversation. Best wide receiver in the country. Goat. I'm gonna be honest, Jonathan. I don't know who that is. <laughs> he's he's pretty wide. He's wide receiver. He's goaded. You know, Caleb Williams' odds are at plus thirty-seven fifty for him winning Heisman. <laughs> really. That's insane. They got uh, Bryce Young at the best odds, plus 178. And then the old best quarterback, Matt Corral, at 183. Okay. What pick it on that? That's free money. I'm looking. Wait. Has Pitt played Carolina? They haven't yet. No, they haven't yet. Andrew, I don't even think he has odds out on him, Doug. That is free money. Look up his stats. It's crazy. He's he's really good. Oh, Pickett entered uh last week's game plus three thousand to win the Heisman, wow. and after the win over Virginia Tech, he's now up to plus uh-huh. twenty two hundred. That's a you good. You better get pick. in while you can. That's a good pick. $100? You better get in there while you can. No, I'm not getting in there. That's be my big guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm all good with that one. No, okay. Get in there before it's too late. No, I'm like, you should get in there before it's too late. I'm on it. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna go. If we're done with college football picks, I'm gonna go to my top five gambling or not gambling. Top five just spread blind picks for the weekend on Sunday. <laughs> Coming in at yeah. number one, I got football team at Packers. Packers favored by nine and a half. I have them covering. We should all give our picks and then see who wins. Okay, yeah. What do y'all think? Football team at Packers, minus nine and a half. Uh, yeah. Football team. Football team? Packers. Yep. Okay, I'll, I'm writing it down. One second. All right. All right, all right, all right. All right. All right. Texans all right. at Cardinals. Cardinals minus 18 and a half. 18. Cardinals. Texans. Cardinals are winning that game by a million and a Oh, All right, Johnny, I, think, I got you down for the Texans. Yeah, Texans Me and yeah, Andrew both have the Cardinals, favored by 18 and a half. 
Lions at Rams minus 15. I have the Lions plus 15. All of these spreads, there's so many big spreads this weekend, and it's hard to give teams. I would say, do you guys like yeah. pick the big spreads? I would say, I'm go with the Lions. Yeah, no, I'm I like with the Lions the, too. I'm the, also there the is Lions. like uh, five or six really big spreads this weekend, and the rest of the yeah. spreads are only it's gonna be a rough. one to three points, and I really don't like picking those because Vegas knows what they're talking about, knows it's gonna be a close game. It's gonna be a yeah. rough game, a uh, rough red zone day. Yeah, yeah. rough red zone. <laughs> so I got Lions plus fifteen. Andrew, what do you got? Yeah. Oh, I got the Lions. They're gonna keep Lions. it close. What do you yeah, think? I also got the Lions. Johnny, Just because right. that's gonna be an interesting game. Because then I got Bengals at Ravens. Raven, I got Ravens favored by six. Bengals. The Ravens are frauds. Uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the Ravens. Right. Go with the Ravens. And then Bears oh, at Bucks. Line is twelve and a half. I have Bears plus twelve point five. I'll take the yeah. Bucks. The Bears are garbage. Where's the football okay. team? Okay, all right, Andrew. I mean, it's wait. Actually, I'm didn't I think the Bears. The Bears were winning but, out. Actually, the, you know what? No, the Bears defense is definitely better than the Bucks defense. And mm-hmm. um, if you say so, I mean, I, I definitely. I mean, I think as of right now, it is. And I think mm, not sure about our that. offense is going to be able to keep up. I mean, well, if the Bears just put Nick Foles in, we win. I mean, <laughs> right? It's as simple as that, but yeah. Well, okay, yeah. But I mean, I, I think I think Bears. I think I got the Bears on. This Johnny's one. got the Bears. Andrew. Oh, um, I don't know. Cause like I got the Bucks. The Bucks are winning that game. You got right. the Bucks. Wow. Actually, no, I got the Bears. I got the Bears. I got the Bears. The Bears are winning. The Bears are winning. Bucks winning this game by a million. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. And those are my top five picks for this week. And right. I think that is going to wrap up the podcast for this week. Right. Thank you guys all so much for watching week three of the show. And a special thanks to Andrew and Johnny for the great conversation this week. You guys are welcome back whenever. I really enjoyed it. And I think it all went very well. And see you guys all next week for another episode of The Atomizing Show.